Ahoy! Welcome to another fun-filled, action-packed episode of Fight Mother's Dream. My name is Adam. And my name is Nick. Welcome, welcome. Love a double welcome, don't you, Nick? <laughs> yes. How sure. is life? Yeah, not not bad, actually. Good. I, how about you? Also not bad. Not much changing, but it's alright. Kind of getting used to being stuck in this house on my own now. <laughs> how are the robots? It is all good, yeah. Gary, I've named him Gary now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's all right. He's actually hoovered in here today for the first time. Lovely. Um, I, there's quite a weird shaped desk in this room, as you know, so it's got weird legs. So I didn't want to put him in here, but he seems to have done a good job. So, uh, yeah, he's done the whole house now. Bless him. Clever Gary's girl. my hoover, by the way, if you weren't listening last week. <laughs> good hoover update. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Some, something a bit strange happened to me yesterday. Okay. And so me and my daughters, we were getting ready to go on our... Um, daily allowed fresh air <laughs> slash exercise. Government allocated <laughs> walking time. Yeah. And stepped outside and I looked down, as you do, and it's like, there's a strange package in front of our porch. Oh. And <laughs> no one rang a doorbell or anything. As you know, I've got a new doorbell. I was quite <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> yeah, devastating. <laughs> and I looked down and I was like, oh, that is really weird looking. And I was, I was like, that looks like the bottom of a Coke bowl. And it was. What? And it was painted red. And it was painted red. And then I looked closer and it was the bottoms of two Coke bowls sort of appended together in the middle by electrical tape. What is going and, on? <laughs> and the top half had been painted red and the bottom half had been painted black. And I'm like, what is this? There is a suspicious... <laughs> A device on my doorstep. What the hell was it? And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should be touching this. So I went back inside and I PPE'd up. <laughs> so I put I put I put my workman gloves on, got my goggles on. Didn't didn't quite put the hard hat on. I mean I'm not sure what these this uh, PPE would have done if it had been anything uh, It's gonna protect you from COVID really at nasty. I've like eased the top off this package. Yeah. It's just full of white powder. What? And now I'm really worried. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Is this like an attempt on my life? <laughs> Is it anthrax this or could, something? Yeah, this could be anything. And I took so I took a picture of it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I think I'll just chat with my wife. Are we expecting anything? What is this really strange package? And she texts me back. Oh yeah, it's uh it's some flour for brownies. <laughs> What? <laughs> that like the brownie leader had delivered. I was like, I'm stood here in my gloves and my goggles, wondering if I should be calling the bomb disposal unit. <laughs> What's an unusual way to package up flour? <laughs> I, I, I presume that it, the packaging is for another activity later on. <laughs> That's like, so strange. <laughs> I might even put the picture in the Discord. Yeah, do it. I'd be, I'd, I want to see it. And then, then I was laughed at. And then she told all her work colleagues who also laughed at me. I was like, I think this is a fair reaction to this very strange thing on the doorstep. It's a strange time. You can't... It, things are things are weird in the world at the minute. You've got to have your wits about you, haven't you? Who, dis- who delivers flowers in two open Coke bottles? That's just weird. No, not flowers, flower. Flower, flower. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> I was counting each individual grain of flower then. So, yeah. So, they'd, they'd obviously sawn the bottles apart and it was two bottom ends of a bottle that's a lot of effort to go to 
Yeah, and then it was the fact that it was put together with electrical tape. <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. weird. Good. I'm glad you also think it was. Weird. That might be the one of the weirdest stories you've told on this podcast ever. <laughs> you have such a strange life, Nick. I, I thought I might need Gary to come and like, you know, perform his. Uh, <laughs> he'd, have, he'd have got it up for his you. day job. <laughs> he'd have cleaned it's it all as, up as the bomb robot. But how bizarre! Yeah, it was weird. But anyway, definitely quite an exciting uh, event in <laughs> in the new world. But there how you go. very weird! I've got. I can't match that for stories. Literally, I've not done anything. <laughs> Nobody's left suspicious packages on my desk on my doorstep. Yeah, don't don't ask for them. I won't. I don't want them. Have we got any Netflix news? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll go first. So good because I've only got one bit and it's not very good. <laughs> Halle Berry. Do you know Halle Berry? Yes. Um, she has signed to start in a Netflix movie coming next year. It is called The Mothership. Oh, sounds good. What is um, it? It's a sci-fi movie. Alieny sounds alieny. <laughs> it is alieny. So she is going to be playing a woman who is looking for her missing husband. Oh. Uh, where they when they discover an extraterrestrial object underneath their house. Obviously. It's like dark light. <laughs> Only good, a weeks ago. <laughs> And that's literally all they're giving away at the minute. Wow. Sounds interesting. Is Halle Berry still a big star? She doesn't do like a lot, does she? Is, when you just said her name... she doesn't like, she's do like, much. She doesn't do much. When you just said her name, I was like, I haven't thought of Halle Berry for a long time. Yeah. Ah, good yeah, on her for getting back on, the, and back on the go, though. <laughs> Back on the mothership. Back on the um, yeah. Back on the mothership. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Keep an eye out for that one. Um, and then another one is something that has just dropped yesterday on Netflix. Okay. It's a docudrama. Ooh. Yeah, part documentary, part um historical reenactment. Uh, it's called Age of the Samurai: Battle for Japan. Oh, sounds so good. So you can you can learn stuff, i.e. about. Samurais, you know, the rise of samurais and the and the battles in, within the sort of trying to take control of the country, but it's part documentary, part vicious battle scenes. Oh, sounds interesting. Um, that's that's now that's out now, is it? Yes, yesterday it arrived on Netflix. Um, cool. I've not checked it out yet, but I'm definitely going to because I'm sold on the fact that the directors. Uh, I read a bit of an interview with him this morning and he said, you know, they're very heavily influenced by manga. Uh, a lot of the framing for the reenactments, they've, they've used sort of graphic novel stylings um, to sort of shoot and frame the shots. Um, and apparently it's quite grisly. Oh, it's going to be very Japanesey by the sounds of it. Yeah, I think that'll be worth checking out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Sounds six, good. Six episodes. What's Something it called? A bit different. Uh, Age of the Samurai, Battle for Japan. Nice. Check it out, you Japanese loving freaks. <laughs> anything else? Uh, the uh, only thing I've got, got is that. Oh, well, I'll do mine quickly because it's only a small. Okay one. then. Um, the army of du- army of what's it called? The army of darkness. No, the, that's uh, no, that's Evil Dead. Oh yeah, Army of the Dead. It's called Army of the Dead. Has a trailer. We've talked about Army of the Dead before. It is Dave Bautista's new film, directed by Zack Schneider. Yes. Um. The trailer's dropped on uh, YouTube's. Oh, on the, on the YouTube's. On the YouTube's. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. It's a really good trailer. I was quite impressed. It looks. It actually looks like it's going to be really good. Um, it's coming on May the twenty-first, apparently. Oh, excellent! So it's not even that long away. No, it's not. So uh, yeah, check it out. Check out the trailer. It's really good. I'll see if I can drop it in the uh, on the socials somewhere. I I feel that um, 
already, having seen no footage from it whatsoever, I will enjoy Army of the Dead more than I will enjoy four hours of um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Couldn't agree more. I don't want to get into that, but I'm not looking. Not, I'm not as hyped to, for that as some people are. Let's put it that way. Um, also, I've got a list of stuff that's coming in March. Okay. Um, actually, it's all coming on March the first. All this list. So uh, there's some quite interesting films coming. Do you want to hear what they are? Yes, please. Um, there's a documentary coming called Biggie. I got a story to tell. Um, presumably, sure. it's Biggie Smalls. I guess. Yeah, um, I doubt it's the the wrestler. <laughs> Also, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight are both coming on March. The, this is all coming on March the first, by the way. This is all everything I mentioned. I was going to drop on the first of March. That's cool. Batman Begins, the best best film in that trilogy. Not true. Um, Definitely true. <laughs> Batman Begins is boring. The Dark Knight's the best one. Oh, don't get me started on the Dark Knight. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love's coming. Um, um, Dances with Wolves. Oh yeah, talk about a uh, long movie. <laughs> uh, I Am Legend. Okay. Jason X. I don't think I've ever seen that. That's Jason in Space, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. Um, I, I would quite like to watch it, actually. Rain Man. Ah, oh, yeah, classic. <laughs> Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. I've never seen that. I think I've seen it once, maybe a long time ago. Uh, don't know, I've already said. The Pursuit of Happiness. That's Will Smith. There's a lot of Will Smith content here. Yeah. Um, Training Day. Great film. And, and Year One. Is that Jack Black? And I believe so, yes. Michael Sarah. Yes, I think that's the one. I think it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be. Do you know what year that came I've out? Never, I've never seen it. Um, I will say it was 2008. Nine, almost. Oh. Yeah, all of that is coming on March the 1st. Look. That's pretty, uh, plenty to choose from there. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it's going to be quite an interesting month on, uh, on Netflix. Like you say, there's a lot of Will Smith stuff there. Uh, later in the month, the BFG's coming. It's a great film. I'm um, just looking through the list now. There's not a lot else coming this month, but well, season three of Formula One Drive to Survive is coming. I think you did. You watch that? I think you enjoyed that. No, no, I watched one episode. One, one episode. No, well, was well, Emma's uncle in it? Or was or you Mrs. uncle in it or something? Yeah, I um, yeah, I watched five minutes of one episode. <laughs> to be exact. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, so it is the Golden Globes this weekend. If you are listening to this on Monday when this episode is released, <laughs> it would have been last night. Correct. Um, do you just want to have a quick run through, and make a couple of predictions? Yeah, why not? Of the uh, I've not seen categories. I've not seen much of the uh, nominations, so it'd be interesting okay. to find out who's even nominated. Fine, we'll just do um, we'll do some of the big categories. So, okay, okay. best motion picture. Okay, uh, you can have The Father. Don't know it. Uh, Mank. Not seen it. Which is on Netflix. Nomadland. Not seen it. Promising young woman. Don't know it. And also a Netflix movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Interesting. The award season this year is going to be really strange, isn't it? Because nobody's seen anything. <laughs> it's really bizarre. One of the Netflix ones will win that, in my opinion. Mank or The Trial of the Chicago 7. Probably Mank. I that feel, seems to be like... I, I feel like Mank because it's about Hollywood. Yeah. And, that seems and they to be always the, like that sort of thing. The awards darling this year, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm going with Mank. That's um, my prediction. Take it to the bank. Take it to the mank. <laughs> I um, I I would like to get around to watching it, but again, I didn't have. It hasn't reviewed well. reviews. No, it hasn't. Honest. Although the trial of the Chicago Seven is supposed to be good. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. It's supposed to be really good. I've, that's been recommended to me by a few people. Okay, what should we go for next? Best, best picture, musical or comedy? 
Okay. Uh, Borat's subsequent movie film. <laughs> Not seen that either. Uh, Hamilton on Disney Plus. Yep. So that is the movie of the musical or the the uh, recording of the musical, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, music, I'm not sure what that is. Not me. Palm Springs, that's the Andy Samberg time loop. Oh, yes, yeah. Comedy. And then, oh, I've seen this one and I hated it. Uh, the Prom. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of these films you've mentioned yet. I feel like I'm letting, I'm neglecting my film, film loving. Hamilton's going to win that, surely. Do you think so? Mm, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> can it be the best picture if it's not a I, picture? I don't mean to demean it, but it's just recording the stage show. That's a good point. It's not got any cinematography or anything, has it? It's, it's just somebody, it's like a proud parent sitting in the audience with a video camera. No, but I think it's, I think it will. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Um, the fact that the okay. films like The Prom are being nominated for Golden Globes tell you how poor a year it's been for films. Honestly, it's not good. <laughs> and James Corden's in it and he's, awful wow. and he's he's actually been nominated as a supporting actor i believe oh god and he he plays this camp i actually thought it was quite an offensive gay guy <laughs> and his accent's all over the place and he can't really sing and he must just know someone high up in the uh yeah golden globe. <laughs> he can't sing yeah he does quite a lot of musicals he was in cats wasn't he and he was in that other one um into the woods is it called Oh, that is fucking boring. <laughs> but they're all musicals, aren't they? He can't sing, but he thinks he can. Stop giving him jobs. <laughs> I'm going with Hamilton on that one. What are you going for? I'll go with Palm Springs. Okay. We'll do a couple more. Should we do Best Actress in a Drama? Yes. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> for what? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's the uh, Chadwick Boseman flick on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad, bad Jazz. I love her. She's 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 gonna win. I don't even know the other nominations. She's great. Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Don't know it. It's definitely a music theme so far. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Still not seen any of these films. Frances McDormand in Nomadland. That's supposed to be good. And Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman. Interesting. Carrie Mulligan, the the award people love her, don't they? I have not seen any of those performances, so I can't really comment, but I love Viola Davis, so let's give it to her. I will agree with you there. She's wonderful. Uh, so, best actor in a drama, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. Don't know that either. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Chad- Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yep. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Tahar Rahim in uh, Marish- Marishuan. Marishuan. <laughs> Again, I've not seen any of those films either. This is terrible. I feel like I'm neglecting my life. Chadwick I, Boseman. I mean, they're going to give it to Chadwick Boseman, aren't they? Yeah, which means they might not give it to Olivia... What, I've completely forgotten her name. Viola... Viola Davis. Davis. Jesus Christ. Nah, it'll... it'll um, I can't see them both getting it. I, I think it could happen. Possibly. Chadwick Boseman, definitely. Why not? Mm. It's going to be an interesting award season this year. Yeah, yeah. I assume they're doing it without any audience. Yeah, virtual. I think it's online, basically. Virtual, that's the word, yeah. <laughs> I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are presenting. No, interesting. I like Tina Fey. I'm okay. That's a yeah backhanded insult. <laughs> Why? Why? Because you, I, I gave you two names and you totally ignored one. That <laughs> makes me think you can't stand Amy Poehler. I don't really know her. <laughs> never, I've never met Tina Fey either. To be fair, but she's good in Thirty Rock. 
Well, I was going to say you're a big Thirty Rock fan. Oh yeah. Right, let's do. We'll just look at Best Director and then we'll we'll move on. Okay, sounds um, good. Best Director: David Fincher for Mank. Love uh, Fincher. Regina King. Regina King for One Night in Miami. Okay. Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yep. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Yep. And Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. That's between Sorkin and Fincher, surely. Do you think? Do you not? I, I like I say, I think. I think Mank has got ticks a lot of boxes that these sort of panels and voters will like. I've got to point out though, it's it's really great that three of those five directors are women. Yeah, definitely, that's wonderful. Um, I've got, I didn't pick the two men just because I'm a sexist bastard. No, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't trying to insult. I think I think um, Chloe Zhao is definitely a name to follow. So she's she's obviously got Nomadland this award season. She's um, she's directed the. Eternals Marvel movie. Oh yes, that's supposed to be really good. Which, oh, which is coming out end really of good. end of the year. Which there's there's been a couple of um a couple of bits that have sort of got into um got into sort of Twitter and in the news this week that it's looking a bit special. Yeah, we'll see. Marvel's been all over the Twitter and social media news this week with the Spider Man announcement, hasn't it? Yes, it's a wonderful piece of marketing that was. Yeah, and they've they've released some dates, obviously for some upcoming Disney Plus series as well. Yeah. Haven't we? Haven't they? Haven't they? They have. have. I'm not in Marvel. Um, <laughs> we? Uh, I'll go with, yeah, Fincher. Yeah. He's due. He is due. That's true. I'm going Sorkin. Fuck it. Okay. We're going to do any more? Or are, we, are we done? That's cool. I think we're cool with them. Do a really random one, like best costume design or something. <laughs> no Challenge <doubt>. accepted. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go with, do you can't, if you ask things like that. I mean, there is, we could do some of the TV ones if you want. Oh yeah, why not? We are. Um, We've got right, some time. Best TV. Best TV series, drama. I probably would have seen some of these, hopefully. The Crown. Yep. Uh, Lovecraft Country. I gave up on that. Couldn't get into it. What's that about? I don't really know that. You know you know who Lovecraft is, obviously. Yeah. It's basically set in his universe. So there's like crazy weird monsters and that sort of thing all in it. But it's set in the like 50s. Okay. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It was good what I saw, but I didn't want to watch any more. Does that make sense? Well. Yes, but you've piqued my interest. I'm going to go and find it. <laughs> okay, cool. You might enjoy it. Because <laughs> I do do like the Lovecraft stuff. Uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> Definitely going to win. Ozark. Yeah. And Ratched. Oh, Ratched might give it a run for its money, but I, I think the Mandalorian's a shoe in for that one. Do you think they'll give a Star Wars series the best TV, a dramatic award? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm, it might happen. I'd be surprised it if it didn't, put it that way. The amount of... I don't know. Well, you never know with the Golden Globes. It's whoever pays the most money. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'll go with Ratched. <laughs> okay, cool. Not uh, That's not necessarily a reflection of my opinion. That's just... <laughs> Ratched was good. Ratched would deserve it, deservedly win that. Yeah, I've got good. no issue with that. Uh, so, best actress then in a drama series. Yeah. Emma Corrin for The Crown. Yep. Uh, Olivia, Olivia Coleman for The Crown. <laughs> uh, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. That's too old. Uh, Laura Laura Linney for Ozark and Sarah Paulson for Ratchet. As much as I love Olivia Coleman, Sarah Paulson's going to win that. I think. Yeah, I think so. You, I, th- I think she deserves the performance award more than the series deserves the series award. Yes, I'd agree with that. For Ratchet. Ratchet suffered when she wasn't on screen. It's just there yeah. wasn't very much when she wasn't on screen. Okay, best actor in a drama series Jason Bateman Ozark yeah Josh O'Connor The Crown uh, he plays Prince, Prince Chuck. Charles yeah Bob Odenkirk Better, oh, better Call Saul love him 
Al Pacino in Hunters. Oh, that was a great performance, to be fair. And Matthew Reese in Perry Mason. Oh, I don't even know that was a thing. Did you ever watch Hunters? No, but I, I do remember you saying it was... It was an Amazon Prime show a while good. back. Al Pacino's yeah. awesome in that. I'd probably give that to him. That's Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Better call Saul will win it all next year when it's his last... Exactly. That's what I was just thinking about Ozark. Is Ozark season. No, I don't think so. Is it not? Okay. One more. Let's go Pacino. Why not? Uh, best TV series, musical or comedy? Okay. Emily in Paris. This was I read some controversy about Emily in Paris's nomination. Because what was that? Apparently, it it raised a few eyebrows when they got nominated for it, and somebody in I think it was Variety wrote a report of how all the Golden Globe judges were given a free all expenses paid trip to Paris, and when they got there, there was like a theme park that had been set up for them and to launch right. the show. It was like the launch of the show, it, it, and then all of a sudden they get this nomination. And Variety, yeah, it, right? it, it was a kind of an expose on the Golden Globe judges because it certainly doesn't feel everything else on this list. I have either seen and I can account for it being great, or I've heard that it's good. Yeah, there was. I don't ever really remember seeing a strong review of Emily in Paris. No, not me. It seems they've uh, they've brought their way to that nomination, but apparently that's how the Golden Globes works, according to this expose that was written. Um, Interesting. They're not a diverse range of people that Golden Globe judges. They're. I, Pretty much 90% white males, I think. Just want their uh, back rubbed, yeah. etc. Um, the Flight Attendant is the next one. Don't know that. It's it's uh, Kaylee Quacko's oh, right, okay. TV series. Quacko. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you say it. Quacko? Uh, my word is bad. Yeah, yeah your um, word's more entertaining, definitely. <laughs> Shit's Creek. 100%. Give it all the awards. Yep. <laughs> uh, the gr- The Great. Don't know that. And Ted Lasso. Oh, no, you see, Ted Lasso's really good as well. That's a tough one. But it's not, it's not Shit's Creek. It's 100% Shit's Creek. Need that. Yeah, I think so. Shit's Creek. So. All day, every day. Give them all the awards. Even best awesome. film. Awesome. <laughs> cool, that was good fun. We'll see how we got on next week. We'll, uh, we'll uh, come back okay, and see how many winners we picked. Anything else? Oh, we haven't even watched done... anything this week? We haven't even done the top of the stream yet. <laughs> Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I, I I really haven't done much this week. I must say, we 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 are literally uh, in my house. Um, my wife and I we we're literally just watching Superstore. Right. Okay. Still going with that. Uh, uh, it's really good. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. <laughs> um, yeah. I I would. It's a good thumbs up for me. Good. Good. Me and you had Party a me and you had a conversation the other night about how little interest there is of stuff on Netflix at the minute. There's nothing there that's really grabbing my fancy. Do you know what I mean? It's like one division or bust, isn't it? Pretty much at the minute, yeah. There's there's nothing coming. There's nothing like exciting to watch at the minute. In light of that, I thought I'm going to put a film on the other day. Yeah. Um, just to give me something to talk about on here, either way. So I put on The Midnight Sky, which oh, was uh, George Clooney's film. What did you just say? Yeah, it was. It. I, I said great. No, you know, it's I, not I, great. I've not seen it, <laughs> but you know, it was. It was Netflix's sort of temple Christmas release. It was, yeah. It was all over Netflix back a couple of months ago. It's absolute, 100% overblown tripe. <laughs> Hated every single second of it. Come on, you must find a positive no, somewhere. <laughs> I really can't. It's really not entertaining at all. It's so slow, so boring. Nothing happens. George Clooney's just maudling all the way through it. And he's become a really old man, and I don't know how that's happened. The time. Time has not been kind to him, but no, I couldn't. I, it was the closest I've come to turning a film off for a very long time, and I don't do that. I don't turn did off. Did you films. see it through, though? I did see it through. I, I might have dropped off a little bit towards the end. 
There's nothing good. There's nothing. There's no, I can't even get a single does it poster. Not even, it. Does it not at least look pretty? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really doesn't. It's all set on a spaceship. There's no like landscape shots or anything. It's all. Oh, I thought there was lots of snow and stuff. Well, the, the, yeah. There's. He's he's based in Alaska and he's trying to get this pod ship back to Earth. Yeah, I don't know. It's mostly set in his either in his base or on this spaceship. It's just not worth it. Just don't watch it. It's really bad. <laughs> I I I love that you've wasted your time watching that. <laughs> Two hours it's Jesus on for me. Two hours Sunday night. Shocking. I'm happy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Anything else? I think I'm good. I think that's it. Okay, cool. In that case, shall we get on to talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Okay, this week we watched a film called Anna and the Apocalypse. It was a wildcard pick by our Patreon, Jordan Shenton. Um, and it is from 2017. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 33 minutes and is currently rated at 6.0 on IMDb. Um, stars a lady called Ella Hunt. Who's, if her middle name was begun with a P, would have the greatest name of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ella Hunt plays Maybe Anna. it does. What? Have, you, have you checked? I haven't checked. Maybe, so, maybe, maybe I should have. Like um, Patricia. Ella Patricia Hunt. Ella Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but I do. Um, she plays Anna. Might be your best joke ever. Thanks, mate. Um, you, will, you might recognise her. She was in... She's been Cold Feet. She's in 15 episodes of Cold Feet, which is a British drama series a few years ago um she no <laughs> she's also in a film called robot overlords have you heard of this i mean that, i'm more likely to have watched that but no i've not seen <laughs> it that was one. made in 2014 and stars of ben kingsley and gillian anderson oh amazing and also layla yeah. roddy's in it okay, well, do you remember layla roddy he was amazing. in the first episode of season two three yeah two. My, michael, michael inside. inside yeah so she's a star alongside him in robot overlords which I've never I'm heard of, to find that. but we need to check it out, I think. Um, also stars a guy called Malcolm Cumming, who plays John. Um, this was his first and is so far only role in films. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, they're the main two characters in it. It also briefly stars Mark Benton and Paul Kay. They're your two big names in it. Uh, Mark Benton plays Anna's dad. Paul Kay plays the, de- plays the deputy head of the school that they go to. And they're both great. They're, they're pretty much just great in everything they do, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, yeah. Yeah, they are. Paul yeah. Kay especially. Paul Kay is yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Um, directed by a guy called Joel McPhail. No, John McPhail. Um, this is his second feature film, and he hasn't done anything since that. Let me get to the writers. Now, the writers is quite an interesting story. It was... Yes, I saw this yesterday. Did you? Yes. Uh, it was written by a guy called Alan McDonald, and it is based on a 2011 short zombie movie called Zombie Musical, which was written by a guy called Ryan McHenry. Um, unfortunately, Ryan McHenry passed away in 2015 of cancer at the age of 27, and they gave him a writing credit on this film as well. So, even though he didn't write this film, it's the this film wouldn't exist without him. So they yeah, he was it was also dedicated to him. It was at the dedicated end. to him at the end. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, passed away. He was. Do you know the viral sensation a few years ago of Ryan Gosling doesn't like cereal? Yes, he was the guy behind that. No way. Yeah. Ah, that's, a, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, he was the guy behind that. Apparently Ryan Gosling made a video of him heating cereal as a tribute when he passed away. And Brian Gosling gets a very brief mention in this film as well, which I assume is a, an Easter yeah. egg. 
But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. It's tragic, obviously, but quite interesting at the same time. Do you have a one-word review of Anna and the Apocalypse? High school oozical. That's not one word. (laughs) 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 But I will allow it. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, With a Christmas song. (laughs) It does indeed start with a Christmas song. I feel like we've seen loads of Christmas We really have. uh, Remember back in season one, we saw quite a few as well. I mean, I think we did. Uh, yeah. Wait Further Instructions was a Christmas film for a definite, and there was I think there was a few more, but it seems like we've done quite a few in this season. Um, we start with a, well, I've I've put at this stage a family in a car. Yes, um, it's it, it's not quite a family. No. It's it's Anna and her dad and John, who is Anna's friend. Yeah, best friend. I think he's taking them. To yeah, school. he's driving them to school. He also works at the school. He's like a janitor. Yeah, it took me a while to figure that. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> During this car ride, John accidentally lets slip that Anna has decided that she's going to take a year out of uni and go travelling. Um, yeah, she wants a gap year before she uh, goes to university. Her dad was not aware of this and is not happy about it, to say the least. They get to school, they they have a bit of an argument. Um, she she ends the conversation by saying, I can't wait to get away from you. And yeah. then heads into the school. Follows John. Um, and this is where we meet Paul Kay for the first time. Paul Kay plays a yeah, character a... called Mr. Savage. Who, Mr. Savage. Who is the deputy headmaster of the school. And is an absolute highlight in this film, I think. Yeah, because... You know, there's no subtlety to this character. No, not at all. It is just, you're an absolute bastard. Yeah, he's just... Just go and have fun. Evil deputy headmaster. The, 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 yeah, someone who is stuck in a job where he hates all people and he's surrounded by them. Yeah. I can't think of anybody cast, cast-wise cast better than him for this role. It's, no, he's a great shout. He's a great... It's a great bit of casting. From there, we head into the first song of the film, because this is... I don't know if we mentioned, but this is a musical... It's a, yes, is it? it's a zombie a comedy zombie. musical. <laughs> and we had in the first song, um, the song's called Breakaway and Anna starts it off and it's about needing to get away from this town. Yeah, get away from the small town. We're, we're in Scotland, although there is only about two, maybe one and a half Scottish people in this. Yeah, there's not many. Uh, um, I've written here, this song is a banger. I've really enjoyed this one. It's a great little tune. So I, I say straight up, there is several earworms in this movie. Definitely. Um and yeah, this is the first of them. It, it, it's a really catchy song. Yeah, you know, we saw in was it in our second season? We watched Emo the Musical. We did, yeah. Uh, which was another teen set high school musical type thing. And this, the songs in this one, wipe the floor with that one. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. There's some really good songs in this. I found I found it like tapping my toes along to it. Sure. Um, John joins in during the song as well. He's uh, he has a bit of a sing along as well, and it ends with we meet Chris, who is another one of Anna's friends, um, and he's basically he's into making films. Yeah, he's the the AV geek, yeah. isn't he? But the teacher doesn't. He's made a show reel, and the teacher doesn't like it. And we also meet Steph. Was her name Steph? Steph. And she writes the student blog at the school. Yeah, and she's been basically dumped at this school in a in a foreign country because she is American or Canadian. American, I think. I say Can- yeah, um, and her rich parents have, for some reason, moved to Scotland and then dumped her at this school. Gone off on holiday, yeah. So that's so she's the majority of our characters. We've still got a couple more to meet, but Chris, Steph, Anna, and John are you four mains? Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, they're putting on a Christmas production at this school. Uh, it's like a talent show. And it seems like they've been working on it for quite a while. And Mr. Savage is in charge of it. And yeah, some penguins trying to escape. Yeah. 
Not real penguins. No, students dressed as penguins. (laughs) And there's a point where he walks out on the stage and somebody drops a piece of scenery and it nearly takes him out. It's like a massive star from the top of the Christmas tree. It is. It's the Christmas star. It's the Christmas star. And it kind of swings off the stage and nearly takes him out. So he has a bit of a breakdown. Goes a bit crazy. Because he's just an angry man. He's just... Everything just makes him angry. Anna gets away. She she meets up with a guy called Nick. Um, It appears they have a bit of sexual chemistry. She she calls him a child. They don't, they don't seem to get on anymore, but it feels like they have a history at this point. Yeah, he's a total he's a total nickhead. Isn't he's he? a to- he's, I've written he's... that down later on. <laughs> yeah, he's a total nickhead. He's, um, he's like yeah, he's the high school douche yeah. for his bros, and yeah, yeah She calls him a child, and he says "sexy child," and then he's like, "Oh no, no, I didn't mean that." And I thought that was quite funny. That was my first laugh. Um, cut to lunchtime. Uh, we're in the school canteen. Um, Anna, John. Chris and Lisa, Chris's girlfriend, are there at the table. And Steph comes over. Steph wants Chris to go with her that night and film a like student video because yeah, her blog is being censored by Mr. Savage. And she thinks if she makes a video, he can't censor it. And he, she wants to get away from him. Lisa, who is Chris's girlfriend, is not happy about this because she's in this talent show tonight and she doesn't want him to miss her performance. Yeah. Which I think is fair. He says, no. I'll, we'll do it and I'll be there. I will time. definitely be back in time. Um, and then we cut to the second song of the film. Um, every high school musical has a film, a song set in the canteen. And this one is no different. Um, this song is called No Such Thing as a Hollywood Ending. And John starts this one off. There's some good lines in I this. I think this is the best song in the film. Do you? I, I disagree. Okay. But it's very good. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I personally think this is... I've, I've written this is campy gold. Because it's proper campy, this one. It's like exactly how you imagine it's, it to be. It's proper high school musical. Yeah. Like, the dancing know, with it, trays you know, and the except, dancing over the tables and that sort of thing. Except in high school musical, the cafeteria has got like a huge double staircase at the back. Yeah, that's and true. It's obviously, Disneyfied <laughs> and high budget. This is just in a, an actual school hall. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun. It's, this is a really good um, song. It's really good fun. And it's, it's pretty well choreographed, isn't it? And. Um, yeah, so it's good. It's another good Again, song. most of the characters join in. John starts it off. Anna joins in. Chris and Lisa join in. And then Mr. Mr. Savage even joins in on this one. Yeah, he's got a few lines. Yeah. Um, cut from there. We cut to Steph. Steph has a car. She's the only one who appears to have a car. But unfortunately, Mr. Savage has taken the keys from her because she's not allowed to park her car on school property. So she's trying to break into her own car. Uh, but she can't. And this is where we find out about her parents and how they've abandoned her at this school. Um, yeah, and her, her and Anna have a bit of an exchange, yeah, don't they? And they're basically like, oh, my life's shitter than yours. No, my life's shitter than basically, yours. Basically, that's exactly what it was. Um, Anna walks away. She's visibly upset by this exchange. And she bumps into a zombie. But she doesn't notice that she's bumped into a zombie. Uh, this was our first glimpse of a zombie in this film. It, it's that old Shaun of the Dead gag, isn't yeah. it? You know, people are so wrapped up in their own exactly. selves that they're, they're not noticing what's going on around yeah. them. Anna heads to work from there. She works at a bowling alley. Thank God she worked at a bowling alley because it made some of the best yeah. scenes in this film. John also works there, it appears, but um, he doesn't seem to want to work there. He doesn't seem as involved in his job that she, that she is. He's just, He's just there to hang out with basically, her. Basically, yes. That's basically what his whole life's about, is about being yeah. around her as much as he can. He's dressed up as a Christmas tree. Um, well, he's not. He's got a Christmas jumper with a Christmas tree on it. And... They have a bit of a, dis- a debate about what he looks like, and she ends up saying, you look like a massive C-word, which I thought was quite funny as well. Yeah. Cut from there, 
obviously those two are at work at night, so they don't get to go to the Christmas performance, whatever you're going to call it, pageant. Um, so we cut to there from there now. And the first thing we see is two rapping penguins. Yeah. Uh, this was a great little tune as well. Uh, it's the two guys dressed as penguins rapping about fish. And it was really funny. Um, and then Lisa hits the stage. Now, unfortunately, Chris hasn't made it in time. His chair is still uh, vacant. And she sings a sexy Christmas song. I love a good innuendo. <laughs> and this was full Literally of them. Literally full of them. She's got sexy, half-clad male dancers behind her dancing. Um, She's singing about Santa leaving deposits under the tree, yeah. emptying his sack. All the old innuendos. <laughs> it's it's brilliant, to be fair. In your endo. <laughs> I, yeah, it was good. I thought it was, it was really funny. It was really funny. Um, Mr. Savage is not impressed, though. He is fuming. So he storms down to the stage saying he's going to kill her. Yeah, he's about to burst the blood vessel. Gonna, yeah, he's going to explode. Uh, but on his way there, he walks past the fire escape and he can hear somebody banging on the door. So he issues a few warnings. Stop banging on my fire escape. It's in my school, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he opens the doors, but there's nobody there. However, there is blood or on the door. Or is there and we don't see? Possibly. Is there someone further back? Maybe. Yeah, there's, either or. There's definitely either. blood all over the doors. Um, it's also snowing because it's Christmas. <laughs> Cut back to the bowling alley where John and Anna are still at work. Uh, it seems to be quite late at night now because they seem to be closing up. <laughs> I've here, John yeah, hits an old lady they... with a shoe. <laughs> yeah. They kick a stag party out, yeah. don't they? And then I've written, yeah, he throws a shoe at the cleaner. Yeah. So basically, the cleaner's telling him to tidy all the shoes up and he tries to throw it in the bin without looking and ends up it's... plucking her on the head with it. Which was really funny as well, to be fair. Um, they leave work. They head to the local park where they do some snow angels in the snow because they're just hanging out after work. It must be, it looked freezing. It must have been really cold. Yeah, for sure. Cut to the next morning. Um, It's December the 23rd. We know this because Anna eats the chocolate from her advent calendar. She has awoken late. She's running late for school. So we get a a new song. Uh, I thought this was the best song. This is also a great song. I'll give you that. Um, This song's called... This whole, in fact, just putting the song aside, I thought this whole sequence was awesome. Yeah, agreed. Um, This song's called New Morning. Um... She's walking to school um, and she's not noticing that there's a zombie apocalypse going on behind her. She's basically walking through these Scottish streets and there's just chaos going on behind her and she's not noticing as she's singing. But And this is the first time we get really gory because like a guy falls from a building yeah. and splats to the floor and then he starts crawling. Uh, a woman like runs away and leaves her pushchair and then a zombie eats the baby. <laughs> that was pretty grim. Yeah. Uh, you know... There's a there's fires there's um it's, it's all going on around it. It's, it's exactly like that scene in Shaun of the Dead where Sean goes to the shop and he doesn't notice everything that's going on around him. But, but it's, it's done to a jaunty musical it's amplified. number. It's <laughs> amplified to a hundred. Yes, but it but it's also more gory. Than oh, a lot more gory. Yeah, it's a lot. Dead. This film's a lot more gory than Shaun of the Dead all the way through. Well, from now onwards, shall I say? I've written it. This was really cheered me up. <laughs> so really like yeah i'm enjoying myself at this point john joins in he's also doing the same thing they're kind of walking towards meeting each other yeah I, i'm having a great time in this part me too I, this is i'm like guy this is properly good so yeah far. properly properly good um they're walking towards each other as, as singing and they end up together in the middle of a cemetery and they have a bit of a dance and the song ends just as the song ends a man dressed up as a snowman collapses right in front of them yeah and it turns out that this snowman is a zombie. And they finally realise what's going on. <laughs> they finally spot that something's going on. This zombie comes after them. And one of the most innovative ways of killing a zombie I've ever seen on screen happens at this point. Um, they lure him into the park. 
the uh, children's playground yeah, area of the playground, park. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he stands above the seesaw and Anna whacks the seesaw and the other end pops up and pops his head off. It does. Decapitates it literally decapitates him. him with a seesaw. And it happens right in front of John. And John lets out this really high-pitched Ned Flanders type of scream. Because there's a, there is an absolute... Fountain. Geezer. <laughs> of blood just of blood. spewing out of his neck. That's really funny. It's a really good scene, that was. From the start of that song all the way through to that finale. Really, really good fun. It was great. Anna doesn't believe in zombies. John's trying to tell her, look, shit's going down here. And she's like, I'm not having it. And they both realise that they haven't seen their respective parents since the night before. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, maybe they're still at the school. Uh, meanwhile, we find out that the snowman head is still alive because it's just growling. And it's really funny. Yeah, it keeps cu- cutting back to the, the, the decapitated yeah. head. Yeah. So they're like, let's head to the school. So they walk through the town and they're like, maybe it's a bit quieter on the other side of town. Uh, cuts literally from the end of that line, cuts to the Christmas tree in the middle of the town being on fire. And they're just standing in front of it. Like, yeah, yeah. no, maybe it's not then. And John's just eating a banana, because why not? Potassium. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah, it's exactly what he says. Um, turns out everybody who was at the school, at the talent show, had to spend the night in the school. Yeah, so they've, they've um, yeah, they've hunkered down. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Savage has taken charge. He's like, he's like inventorying all the supplies and taking registers of who's there. Um, Lisa's concerned because she still hasn't heard anything. Lisa's obviously still at the school as well. She still hasn't heard anything from Chris, even though it was the night before when she was supposed to be uh, meeting him. Yep. Chris's grandma's there. She turned up. Oh, was it his grandma? I didn't know who this old woman was. Yeah, it was, was his grandma. Okay. <laughs> didn't know who this old woman was. We cut then straight from Chris, to, straight from there to Chris, who is with Steph still, and they're locked in the bowling alley because they needed somewhere yep. to hold up when all this went down overnight. And John and Anna turn up. And they're like, how on earth did you two get in here? And Steph says, the back door was open. And John says, that's not my job. That's the cleaner's job. But she may have had a concussion. Again, I thought John was the highlight of this film. John's really, every line he had was really good. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to it later on. But similar to last week when we talked about um, Alex Strangelove, when we said the film was a lot weaker for for when Dell wasn't on screen... I can definitely apply that to this week with John because I thought he was. Yeah, great. he was. He was really good. He, he, he was the real heart of this. Actually. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah. Um, they put the news on, and the news is still going. There's still people out there, and they actually use the word "zombie pandemic," and do, it's taken yeah. over the entire world. The world's basically ending. Um, but Anna's still not buying it. She's like, "I'm not buying these zombies. I'm not having it." So the four of them decide, "Well, we need to get to the school." Whatever's happening, we need to get to the school. And Chris in the background just goes, oh my God, like this. And they were like, what, what, what? And he went, Justin Bieber's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> really made me laugh again. It's really, really good. I, I thought it was a, yeah, it was a, I really liked the next little uh, exchange between Chris and John because they were, they basically just listed a few celebs. And, and yeah. You know, Robert Downey Jr. can't be a zombie. He's Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Taylor and, uh, Swift was uh, yeah, and John's like mortally offended at the thought that Tay Tay could, <laughs> could be as a, even. They're sitting in their ball pit in the bowling alley, aren't they? At this point, yeah. and they are just listing celebrities and like, nah, Robert Downey Jr. will be fine, and just going through this whole list. It's really good, actually. Um, the two girls, meanwhile, are in the toilets because that's where girls hang out, and they get attacked by the the cleaner who got brained the night before. Um, she's now a zombie, and she attacks them both, and. Steph manages to overpower her in the end and she smashes her head into a toilet. And that's how we get rid of that one. Uh, she, yeah, she just destroys her with a toilet yeah, seat. basically. 
And again, absolute fountains of gore. This this next ten five ten minutes of these just fighting zombies in this bowling alley is absolutely wonderful. Uh, because just as they kill the cleaner, the the stag party from the night before burst through the potentially cardboard walls of this toilet. <laughs> They're all very cardboard, <laughs> yeah. And attack these two girls. So they run out into the main body of the bowling alley. And we just get a montage of awesome bowling alley zombie kills. Yeah. So it's great. It's absolutely brilliant. John gets the first kill. He gets two bowling balls and basically squashes a zombie's head between the two of them. And the back of this guy's head just bursts and blood just fires out all over the place. And the practical effects in this really yeah, work. Yeah, it's all practical effects as well. It's really, really, really does work. Uh, Steph manages to kill one with a spatula. She just rams it down his yeah. throat. And then she kills another one with the pin return mechanism. She basically slides it down the bowling alley and its head gets crushed under the thing that collects the pins. What's going to happen in a bowling alley? You, the joke's there. You knew it was 100%. set up. And then they go for it and it's glorious. The uh, the decapitated zombie head then returns up the lane through the ball return mechanism <laughs> and ends up in the ball dispenser. Awesome. Awesome. John gets one with a mop. He basically stabs one through the face with a mop. It's just, it's so much fun. It's really so much fun. Um, and Chris manages to say, the, the scene ends with Chris saving Steph. The one with the spatula wasn't quite dead. So he manages to knock it out with a pin, bowling alley pin. And then the power cuts off, literally as soon as this is finished. And the power also cuts off at the school. So you've got to assume that everything's gone off everywhere. And then the shitloads of explosions start going on outside. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the, the army. army have shown yeah, up. They don't, they don't make that clear until yeah. a little bit later on. But I was like, why no. is everything exploding all of a sudden? And then Chris starts another song. Chris gives us a bit of a song this time. Um, this song's called I Need a Human Voice. Uh, it's, it's everyone's sad. Yeah, it's, it? it's the sad so, middle of the film sad, kind of sad song, isn't it? It's a kind of sad electro song. And it, it cuts between these guys at the bowling alley and the people, the, at, the school. people at the school missing yeah. each other. Um, it's another pretty good yeah, song. absolutely. I've got to say, if this stops here or it continues in this vein, I, at this point I'm sitting there thinking, this is the best thing I've seen this season. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. I'm thinking the exact same thing at this point. Like, I, I, I'm genuinely taken aback by how much I'm enjoying yeah, this. Definitely. <laughs> I, you know, this is right on my street. I love a weird musical. Yeah. I like a zombie film. Uh, it's hitting all the right uh, notes for me. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like that. I like that. Well done. <laughs> uh, next morning, they all wake up and they're all asleep in the ball pit. Doesn't seem like the comfiest of places to sleep, but that's what they've done. All four of them. The army are outside. So they're like, oh, this will be good. We'll d- d- let's have a look, see what the army are doing. Unfortunately, the entire army are now zombies. Yeah, the whole army. So the whole of the outside now is overrun by army zombies, zombie soldiers. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a little tiny scene here that really made me laugh. Chris has got a hoodie on, and he flicks his hood up, and it fires a couple of balls out of the hood into Steph's face. And yeah. I don't know why it made me laugh, but it made me actually snort laugh. It was really funny. It's just really nice little comedy, little tiny little, comedy, yeah, tiny little touch. comedy it's... scene. But it was re- and it gave Chris an idea. Chris is like, hold on, I've got an idea. So what they decide to do, bizarrely, is. The, the ball pit's inflatable. It's like a paddling pool. Yeah, they, um, they've they been watching Toy Story. Yeah, basically. So they, they empty the ball pit and kind of walk out with it on their heads. 
So they're like they've got this little yeah. tent, movable tent over the top of them. And this is how they're going to get past the uh, the zombies, I guess. And it seems to work. They get past the army people yeah. with no no issues. They decide to have a little game of uh, shag marry kill, uh, which is a little bit weird because it was zombie Beyonce, zombie Rihanna, or zombie Miley Cyrus. And uh, <laughs> Chris is at was it Chris who asked, Chris has Steph, which I thought was it, yeah. was it was a really weird little scene, but it was quite funny. And then they hear a really loud noise. And again, really funny line. John says, is it a horde? So Chris looks, he puts his phone underneath, doesn't he? So he can see what's going on outside. He does, and, he's, yeah. and he And you can see him counting. And then he comes back in and he's like, how many's a horde? And again, it was really funny. And it's and then he goes, no, it's, it's zombie old people. And you're like, ah, oh, amazing. I love this. I love this film at this point. It's like Nanageddon. <laughs> Nanageddon is a great name for a film. Oh, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a mighty boosh. I, well, I want it to be a film about zombie old people. Let's do it. <laughs> so they, they kind of duck down and they've still got this paddling pool over the top of them. And one of the old people zombies sits on them and she actually sits on Steph's head. Yeah. And then does a little wee. <laughs> this is over. Oh, really it funny. is really funny. Uh, and then a zombie with no legs spots them and the, the whole horde kind of head towards them. And they kind of rumbled. But they get saved. They get saved by the guy who we met earlier, who is Nick, who is Anna's complicated lover, I guess. <laughs> this is where I've written, Nick's a right Nick head. Um, he's got a real... He's like the hero of the piece, isn't he? He wants to be the big, big brave boy who's going to save the day. Uh, he would like to think yes. so, yeah. I, and I'll put it out there right away. This film starts to lose steam when he comes into it. Yeah, maybe. I really like the dynamic we had with the group. And I think he upsets the apple cart, to be honest, for me. Well, that's a fair comment, I guess. Although he does a song now at this point. He's, it's not just him. He's got a, a gang of boys with him. And they've been yeah. doing some looting. And he starts. He gives a bit of a song. And it's actually, this is a really good song as well. I really enjoyed this one. It is a good song. Um, and basically it's him singing whilst also taking out all the zombies that are around them. There's a load of zombie cheerleaders come. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to read a word that it says here and I can't read my own writing. Um <laughs> So this this song is an absolute ripoff of um, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's it's unbelievably similar. In fact, it's... yeah, it really is. John does not like Nick. There's there's definitely no love lost between the two of them. Um, there's little snide digs at each other all the way through this from now on. And we cut from there from John's song to Mr. Savage back at the school. He's kind of lost control of the school a little bit. Nobody's really paying attention to him anymore. Yeah, so the rest of the group are, are getting ready to yeah, leave. Yeah, basically, basically, they're, like, they're going to make a break. We're not for staying it. here. Um, but he wants everybody to stay. He's kind of losing his mind a little bit yeah, because it's his school. Yeah, he's he's like, still, I'm the, I'm the headmaster. You will yeah. obey me. Cut from, cut from there, we're back with uh, our group. Now, we've got quite a big group now because we've got Steph and Chris and Anna and John and Nick and Nick's mates. For some reason, Anna's in a shopping cart and John's pushing her along. And he drops the bombshell that he's quite happy now that she can't leave. And she takes offence to that a little bit. She's like, why wouldn't you want me to go? And it's obviously because he's insanely in love with her, but he doesn't tell her that. She basically, yeah. but she kind of figures that out at this point because she massively friend zones yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she makes it very <laughs> clear. You are my best You are my friend. best friend. <laughs> she makes that very clear. They find a shortcut. Because of course they do. They're, there's some sort of random Christmas tree warehouse, and the Nick's like, yeah, they're in the kind, they're in like a dilapidated shopping shopping yeah. village, aren't they? At this point, um, and Nick's like, if we cut through this Christmas tree warehouse, we will get to the school a lot quicker. So John doesn't want to do it. Everybody else is like, yeah, let's do it. 
So they do, and they obviously get attacked, because why wouldn't they? Unfortunately, all of Nick's mates don't make it through this shop. Yeah, just... This was a bit lazy for me, because literally, first room in, all three of his mates, the guys we don't know names yeah. for, just take them out. <laughs> straight away. <laughs> take straight... <laughs> Anna kills them all, because they get bitten. Chris drops his phone, just as they're about to leave, and actually goes back for it, and it ends up with Steph having to rescue him, which she is not happy about. She she rips him a little bit for it. She's like, it's just a phone, it's just glass and plastic. And he's like, no, it's got all my pictures on. It's got all my movies on. It's my life, basically, yeah, his lifeline. Plus, 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 he's been, plus he's, he's been, been documenting the whole the, thing. Yeah, the zombies, that little. Yeah, um, John and Anna, John and Anna have been trying to remember the name of Santa's reindeers all the way through the film, and there, there's some, some quite funny scenes where they get them wrong. Um, and then suddenly, John's like, "I've remembered them all," and he lists them all off. And when he lists them off, he like holds his arms out and it's like triumph. I don't know why I just did. I just did that. Yeah. Then there's only me in the room. I don't know why. I did it. <laughs> um, and just as he does that, a zombie comes up and bites him on the arm. It does I was? I was I've written that. I was genuinely devastated by this. <laughs> um, he realizes he's got no chance now. He's been bitten. Him and Anna are kind of stuck between a wall and a horde of zombies. So he sacrifices himself to save her. He does. He, uh, he gets her through, and then basically dives into this pile of pile of zombies and we we lose john i was genuinely gutted for <laughs> he's the best character in it he, he was i 100 percent agree um this triggers something in anna that turns her into this badass from now on i've written it she goes on a candy cane rampage she's got <laughs> what can only be described as a sharpened candy cane like huge yeah, christmas so, but christmas she decoration. does she does she doesn't sharpen it. She just picks yeah, it just up sharpened. from like the, dis- the Christmas display. <laughs> it's just a sharp candy. And it candy. is. It is lethal. So it's like it's, it's a wooden stake. It's like yeah. a, it's a club, but it's it is sharpened. Yeah. To, uh, it's razor sharp <laughs> at the end, basically. And she basically takes out shitload of zombies with it. She goes on a badass rampage, and they get to the school. Uh, we finally reunite our cast with the. Uh, rest of the cast. When they go through the front door of the school, Mr. Savage is there and he's eating his Christmas dinner. It's basically what yep. he told, they said, what are you doing? And he's like, it's Christmas, I'm eating my Christmas dinner. He's lost his mind at this point completely. Um, yes, yes. And he's like, he says to them, oh, you're really lucky you've got here because you're, you're really lucky you've got here in time because your parents almost left. And I'm like, oh, has he killed all the parents? I thought he was eating a parent. <laughs> I did as well. When we go back, he, he kind of takes them back to the cafeteria where all the people were hanging around and he locks them in there with a load of zombies. So basically yeah. what he's done is allowed this the people who he was with to become zombies. Um, and he locks them in this room with them. They're, he's kind of behind the shutters of the kitchen. So he can, yeah, through the, like, he can see hatch. them, but he's completely safe behind the serving hatch. And he blows a whistle. And obviously that causes all the zombies to turn around and they start to attack. And then he starts singing a song. It's called Nothing's Gonna Stop Me Now. It's basically his I Am An Evil Villain Yeah, it song. is. <laughs> it really is. Um, however, our, our heroes are zombie-killing machines by now. And they basically manage to fight off all of these zombies. Anna uses a razor-sharp candy cane to break the lock off this cafeteria shutter. <laughs> and they get to safety. They get to get into the room that Savage was in. So at this point, we're down to four. We've got Chris and Nick and Anna and Steph. They decide to split up. So Anna and Nick go after Mr. Savage. And Chris yep. and Steph go to try and find Chris, uh, Steph's car keys. Because obviously her car's still at school. Um, oh, they've been reunited That's with Lisa as well at this point. 
No, that happens in oh, a minute. They that happens in, in a minute. Apologies. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah, like that's now. Right now. Yeah. Nick and Anna are going after Mr. Savage and they're also going to try and find Anna's dad because he wasn't in that horde of zombies. And Chris and Steph bump into Lisa. They find her in a cu- in a cupboard, like a supply closet that schools have. Yeah, I just put Lisa and her old friend. <laughs> <laughs> her old friend is Chris's grandma. And unfortunately, Chris's grandma yeah, really has, didn't make that connection. has succumbed to the night. She is uh, She's passed away during the night, but she's not a zombie. So they mentioned earlier that she got bad heart. She- so I think she's probably just... Yeah, she's got a bad yeah. ticker. So, but Chris is reunited with Lisa. So you've got Chris, Lisa, and Steph, and Nick and Anna together separately. Um, it's revealed at this point that Nick and Anna did once have sex, and it got awkward. He's a bit of a prick. Yeah, um, it's what she basically calls him. Um, he slung some abuse in John's direction, which she really does not like that whatsoever. She kind of kicks off at him. He reveals that he is a bit broken because he has killed his dad earlier that day um, because his dad got bitten. Yeah, but that's yes. <laughs> But that's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. But <laughs> it doesn't it's justify all the stuff he was before. I just, I just really didn't understand why this guy was alive at this point. Because <laughs> he was like the badass be hero. He wasn't. He was just not. He was, yeah. um, was no better at killing zombies than any. The film's called Anna in the Apocalypse, so she should have been the badass hero, surely. They could probably, to be fair, they probably could have. Yeah, she could have done more. Yeah, she's she's action heroine. Yeah, stuff. she's not like the uh, the best one in it by a long way. Anyway, we're nearly there. We'll, we'll get to the end and then we'll talk about it more. He has a bit of a cry. It's messed him up and he has a bit of a cry and he becomes a good guy at this point because a load of zombies come into the room that they're in and he's like, go and get your dad. I'll distract these guys. So he, he starts distracting these zombies. He does like a hero move so she can get away. Cut back to Steph and Chris and Lisa. Steph, they're at the staff room, basically. Um, they sneak into the staff, the staff room. Steph sneaks into the staff room <laughs> and... All the so there's like zombie teachers in there, and eventually she does manage. To, she Mr. Savage's office is at the back of that room, and she does manage to find. They're a, all all the all the zombies are distracted by like the Christmas decorations, yeah. which for me is a new, um, a new thing in like zombie folklore. I don't remember <laughs> that being a rule before. Maybe so maybe a bit convenient, but hey, it works. It works. Yeah. Um, Mr. Savage's office is at the back of this um, staff room and Steph finds her keys to her car. She also finds some helpful tools in the lost property section. There's like a chisel. There's like a chisel. Yeah, there's other stuff as well. Like There's some lighter fluid, some vodka, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, while Steph's in there, Chris and Lisa are trying to distract the zombies. So Chris starts to play some videos on his phone on the big screen of the telly. Uh, But unfortunately, Lisa gets bitten by the zombies and then so does Chris they both yeah. get bitten at the virtually the same time and the videos that are playing in the backgrounds are like happy memories of all of their friends so it's like John and Anna and all of them playing on the and the zombies are distracted by it so Steph manages to get out and she basically leaves them there and it's a really sad yeah, scene and, and she, they like wave, wave goodbye to each other don't they because they obviously know that they're done for time is uh, yeah, the last we see of them is them it. kissing them kissing each other and yeah. Yeah. So it was a really sad scene, really heartwarming. Not heartwarming, the opposite to heartwarming. Heart colding. <laughs> <laughs> Anna, meanwhile, has arrived at the theatre where her dad is tied up on the stage. Of course he is. <laughs> he's, he's being bound up by rope and Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. He's being held hostage. And she starts singing the next song of the film. And during singing this song, she goes on a killing spree. There's loads of zombies in there. She kills the It's kind of like more. a dueling song, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because it's her, and, her Savage. and Savage. He joins in as well. And 
Why had he kept her dad hostage? I don't know. <laughs> because it makes for a better ending. I think you can forgive him that. Sure. They, they, sure. He didn't like her dad. They, they had some uh, history during the film. No. So I think I'll forgive it that. The song culminates with Anna getting on the stage and untying her dad. And her dad gets up and punches Savage right in the gut. And they have a bit of a fight. They have a Mark Benton and Paul Kay have a comedy fight at this point. <laughs> Paul Kay comes out with the line of the film for me because he says, Come on then, you roly poly pig faced pleb. <laughs> just really <laughs> made me laugh. This fight ends with Anna, the star that earlier nearly took out Mr. Savage. Anna manages to drop again, and this time it knocks him off the stage and knocks him into the zombies, where they rip him to pieces. Do they not? Uh, they do, they <laughs> do. And and he is, again, really good practical effects. He is Yeah, completely like, pulled apart. Absolutely pulled apart. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it is revealed at this point that Anna's dad has also been bitten. Oh, no. <laughs> cool. This is like the... the sad ending that we're getting of this film um and she loses it she starts destroying stuff on the stage and then nick bursts in and nick's come to save her and she's having a heart to heart with her dad her dad basically says you need to leave me i'm not coming with you i can't come with you i'm going to turn into a zombie um go with i don't like nick but go with him anyway is basically what he says um <laughs> um i i i gotta say here i I, this this fell a bit flat for me. This scene, so as as good as the goodbye scene was between um, Steph when she was watching uh, Lisa and Chris, I don't think they nailed this. Yeah, not really. I quite enjoyed um, it. No, I, I. They never said that. They never told each other they loved each no, other. That's true. They they didn't. You're right. And um, I watched this with my wife, and we both turned to each other, and just, we were like, oh, "That was weird." <laughs> They're Scottish, though. They don't have like. Uh, <laughs> nice bones. I don't know what. Would... See, Anna's not. She's like the poshest yeah, that's true, yeah. English voice ever. Mark Benton. He's he's Geordie, yeah. isn't he? I look. I, I maybe I'm being overcritical. I just thought, especially because we'd just seen another goodbye scene. I didn't think this quite worked for me. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't you didn't buy the emotion in this? I, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I didn't have an issue with it, but that's fair enough, I guess. Um. Anyway. Anna does eventually leave with Nick after they have their uh, their goodbye scene, and they get outside and there's more zombies outside and it's it's looking pretty hopeless anyway. Um, it, it's a lot. There's a of lot zombies. of zombies outside. There's nowhere for them to go. They're kind of stuck inside the school gates. And we get the the, the final song of the film comes at this point. Um, Nick and Anna have a duet, and it basically goes through and shows you what's happened to all the other people that we've lost during this film. So you see yeah. John as a zombie. He's, he's kind of just sitting on the floor with his Christmas jumper flashing. Um, you see the demise of Anna's dad. He dies on the stage. A couple of other people as well. I think we cut back to Chris and Lisa at one point. And it yeah, looks like did. a really hopeless situation. And then it starts to snow. And when it starts to snow in Christmas films, a miracle's about to happen. You know this. You know the rules. <laughs> and it does. Steph shows up. Steph's got her car going. She, she pulls up and she winds the window down. And she's like, boom, saved your life. I thought that was quite a nice little yeah. scene. And nice. they drive off into the sunset and Steph says, um, where to next? And that's kind of where we end. The No Such Thing as a Hollywood Ending yeah. song plays again. That was from the beginning. It's called a reprise. And then you get one final scare of a zombie Santa just bursts out onto the screen at you at the very end. Yeah, and then there's a um, a really nice animation. Yeah, animated credit sequence at for, the end. For the credits. Which I quite enjoyed, to be fair. Um, I watched all was... the credits and I quite did quite enjoy it. Me too. Me too. 
Um, and that was uh, yeah, a Christmas the Christmas song that we yes. heard at the start. Uh, yeah. That's the end of your film. That's it. So overall, what are your thoughts? I I think it's really good. It's really, really um, good. I thought it was gonna be, like I said, the first hour. I thought I'd be sitting there saying, I think I want to put this top of the yeah. table. I did think it lost steam in the last half hour or so. Okay, that's fair. I didn't enjoy it as much. To put it bluntly, I didn't enjoy it as much once John died. Yeah. I, and maybe that's because, you know, that guy did such a good job or that character was... And, um, I don't know. I don't want to say that's the point, but but it, I lost we, a bit of it. We basically then. replaced John with that, Nick and it didn't really work, did it? I just said it felt pointless yeah. to me because we didn't see Nick... For the first hour. No, we didn't have any relationship with him, did we? Uh, yeah, he makes it to the end, and it's it just didn't. Uh, yeah, that that didn't quite ring true to me. I I also didn't think the the songs, the sort of two or three last songs, weren't as strong as the first four or five. Yeah, that's true. The, they were um, quite upbeat at the beginning, weren't they? And then they got a bit as the zombies took over, they became a bit more downbeat. Well, which, which is, is yeah, fine, which you I understand, just, I just but they weren't quite. You know, as- Lyric, lyrically, they weren't yeah. as clever or as funny. Yeah, I, I still really enjoyed this movie. I maybe that first half is just set it up a bit too high. I just, I just thought it ran out of steam a bit That's for fair. me. This movie's great. This, yeah. this is one of the, even all that being said, this is still one of the best things we've seen this season. I, look, like I say, this is right up my street. I, I love it. A, a, a it loves a zombie comedy musical. musical. There's loads of them. <laughs> I like zombies. I, I mostly like musicals. Um, I'm a sucker for a catchy song, and there's there's several yeah, in this. Um, it's a real pleasant surprise. It was. It's a good pick by uh, Mr. Shenton it, for his wild card, I think. It, it Like I say, it, it doesn't quite, for me, um, can't quite keep up the level where it, 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 it drops on for the first 50 minutes to an hour, but I, I still Yeah, me too. I, I was disappointed when it ended. I was really, I was enjoying myself a lot. And I was like, I could have done another half an hour of that. I I think maybe another another thing that really is quite high praise. I can see me this going in my Christmas yes, rotation. I, I said I was thinking exactly the same thing. I can see this. I can. I don't think this will be the last time I've watched this film. And no, so same. far in the entire history of the show, I haven't rewatched any of the films. But and there's only a few that I probably would go yeah. back to. And but I I think this this could could be one i agree this is this is one for me I, I i'm positive i will watch this again at some point in my future and you can't really say much better than that you can't give it much more praise than that the performances are good the songs are good the singing is good um it's funny there's some good lines good scenes um practical practical effects are good there's some really inventive kills that don't hold back on the gore it's yeah it's fun agreed fun. shall we talk stream table sure Do you want me to read from? Top 10. Top 10. Uh, Mostly because I can't remember what, <laughs> what order. Uh, currently at number 10 is Would You Rather. Uh, number 9 is The Discovery. Number 8 is Pottersville. Number 7 is El Camino Christmas. That's our Christmas section. Uh, number 6 is A Silent Voice. Number 5, top 5, Alex Strangelove is at number 5. Number 4 is Catfight. Number 3 is VFW. Uh, number two is Lost Bullet, and still a number one on the stream table is a film called Calibre. Where do you think this one sits? I think I'm putting it in the top five. I think it's really difficult to. I think it's really difficult to work out where it goes amongst that. Yeah, I agree. For me, really tricky. I think on any given day, it could go anywhere. I would happily move them around <laughs> <laughs> for various reasons. Uh, ugh, that's tough. As soon as this film finished last night. 
when I, I'll, I'll just put this out there. I was like, that's going at the top of the stream table. Since then, I've kind of... I, I, I was. Kind of. Initially, yeah. I kind of, I've mellowed on it slightly since then. I think it was just the, the high of, that was actually a really entertaining film. Um, <laughs> I don't think it deserves to be at the top. But other than that, I don't think it's, I, I could go, I'm, I'd be happy with it in two. I, I there's that de- look there's definitely an argument for that I, I i think two to two to five it could go anywhere for me i mean it's it's definitely better than alex strangelove yeah it's definitely better than catfight it's more fun than catfight i i yeah I'd, I'd, yeah i mentioned last week that we have like a, we have like sections in this week's stream table this year's stream table and vfw is a gory slasher film and so is this <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna end up being near each other again it's gonna be really weird um, yeah, but that's that's they are and they are. But they're both completely really different v- films. Don't get me wrong. Totally, <laughs> totally different v- films. VFW but... is VFW is grindhouse. Yeah, isn't it's, it? uh, as far as gory violence goes, they're probably paired up. But other than that, there's not much difference. There's not much the same about them. I I think my inclination is to say VFW's third. VFW's third. Your wild card lost bullet is at number two. My inclination is almost this is. I I feel like I want to give VFW the edge. Oh really. But <laughs> this is what's causing me trouble. I feel like I want to give VFW the edge, but I kind of feel this was more enjoyable than Lost Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> For me, yeah, I think this is more fun than Lost Bullet, personally. For me, I'm, I would like it in number two. I think it's 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 more entertaining than Lost Bullet, and it's more fun than VFW. Yeah, I see. See, I preferred VFW as a movie. I think I think that's another one that I would I would watch again at some point. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm not. Don't I don't want to take anything away from any of those that we've currently got in the top. No, three no, no. Because they're maybe, all maybe we're just brilliant. We're, yeah, maybe we're splitting airs yeah. a bit. There's part of me that doesn't want all three wild cards together. That's yeah, there is that as well. We're gonna. <laughs> so far, we've had uh, four wild cards played and three of them are together. But that's just the way. It, that's just the way it works. I mean, we've you guys yeah. so far have just picked well. That's good. That's good. Um, I think. I think this. Yeah, I don't think I'm against it going second. I think it should be second. I, I'm, I think I'm disappointed in a way because I think it could have been it, the yeah. best thing. We it should. could have been number one. It definitely could and have it, been. And it one. just, it just didn't quite nail that last half an hour for me. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I think we could have been talking. Yeah, I, I was sitting there halfway through, like I said, thinking. This is going to this, the top. Yeah, I was the same. I was like, this is going to the top and it's not even close. Again, you're right. It did kind of lose some steam. And it's a shame because it's really, really good. And it is when John died. It's it's a real shame to say that, but it is when John died that it kind of lost it. Yeah, it's, it's sort of innocence. He was, yeah, he was, he was the best character in this. He was. Second? Yeah. Cool. Wow. That's You've pushed your own wild card down to third. Ah. Doesn't matter. You don't win, win anything unless you win it anyway. So yeah. Sam's still winning it. With one wild card left to play. And only four episodes left this series? Yes. Wow, it's coming around so quick, isn't it? Do you want to turn the tables on it? I think we've already kind of covered it, haven't we? Don't write Nick in and don't write John out. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I don't understand why Nick became the lead with, the, or the lead male with um, half an hour of this film left. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's a really strange... I- decision to make by the filmmakers because john was really good the another thing that i'm not against i, I don't mind that john died because obviously that brings good emotional weight to the story but i would have liked to have more time with that core group yeah don't instead of him getting shoved to the side for nick for 10 yeah. minutes i get that also 
the comedy zombie killings after the bowling alley spree, they they didn't really happen again after that. It was just no. It was just stabbed in the head by stakes or hit with bowling uh, baseball bats. The the, the comediness yeah, of the kills Nick stopped. Yeah, after Nick's song, it it did kind of. Yeah, it beca- it became more standard. It fare, became didn't a it? standard zombie film, didn't it? And it's yeah, that's maybe troubling slightly as well because when John smashed those two bowling balls on that guy's head and it just burst, that was brilliant. Yeah, that's innovative. Maybe that's maybe like that. that's why I'm I'm feeling it was a bit uneven because you had sort of you had four to five songs and then you didn't have once Nick joined and had his song that was it. You didn't get a song till yeah. uh, Mr. Savage twenty five minutes later. Yeah. And, and and it just maybe that balance wasn't quite there for that second. It's a, oh, it's that a film with two half halves, wasn't it? Forty minutes. Yeah, that's fair. So we'll do that. More comedy, more comedy zombie killings. Less Nick, more John, but still kill John because that gives you the gravity. Sure. That's how we turn the tide on it. Make it a better film. Um, shall we pick next week's film? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to run the randomizer. What are you like? What are you hoping for from the randomizer this week? Um, let's go. I noticed uh, you added a few more films. I have done. Yeah, we're up to, we're up to eighty-three uh, on the long list at the minute. Let's um, let's go big action explosions. I don't. We've not done that for a That's while. That's true. Okay, I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? Go for it. Okay, it has picked a film called The Plagues of Breslau. <laughs> okay. Have you ever heard of The Plagues of Breslau? I have not. Okay, it's. I mean, I, I'm hearing the word plague and thinking, are we getting more zombies? <laughs> um, no, is the answer to that. Uh, it's not a zombie film. Um, it's a Polish film, and it is a Netflix original. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. It says, Every day at 6pm, a serial killer kills a different person. Police officer Helena Russ decides to find the killer by researching about 18th century history of the city. Okay. It's from 2018. Like I say, it's Polish, so you're not going to know anybody who's in it, I don't think. Um, but it looks... Alright, it's 5.8 on IMDb, so right in our wheelhouse. So what do you think of that? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. intrigued. I'm intrigued also. Um, So yeah, go out and watch The Plagues of Breslau. And in the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd, all at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Uh, The website is bottom of the stream.com. On there, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. You'll find all the stream tables, nearly four complete stream tables now. Uh, There's loads of other cool stuff on there as well for you to check out. And there's also some merch if you want to buy your loved ones some bottom of the stream merch. Um, also check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream where you will find us there. For a couple of quid every month, you'll get free access to the episodes, early access to the episodes. You'll get some bonus episodes if we ever get back together to be able to record some. Um, you will get, what else will you get, Nick? You'll get some merch. You can get some stickers if you want them. Um, and if you come in at a certain level, you'll get a wild card, which means you can pick the film that we watch one week. Um also, check us out on Discord. A few more people have joined the Discord this week. It's, it's getting quite a good little community in there. So, yeah, check that out. The link to that will be at the bottom of this show's description. Yeah, definitely come and say hi in Discord because it's a good time. Uh, if you can't do any of that, please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. That could be Podbean, it could be Podchaser, it could be Apple Podcasts, it could be Spotify, or you could write us a song, <laughs> a reviewer's in the form of music. I like the idea of that. Sounds because good. why not? Definitely do that. Right, as a, a song ode to bottom of the stream. I'm up for that. Awesome. Cool, that's it really. That's all we've got to say. Except don't forget to check out Cephalopod on your podcasting app. Switch to that. It's really good fun. 
And uh, we'll come back next week and we'll talk to you about the plagues of Breslau. Cheers. Bye. Bye.